Hey, what's going on? It is episode 280... 298. 298 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Thank God. you For once. Right? Came through. I'm prepared, you, you dude. That's what I do. I it prep. took 298 episodes, but you did it. <laughs> no, I'm a big pro. Uh, usually, I would go back and re-record it, uh, but I don't care anymore. That's how apathetic I am. That's it. Three more, and then you'll... So, I watched... Which I hope everybody did. You talk about stuff. This is a, a big pet peeve of mine with everybody. I'll say something, I'll, whether it be a song or a movie, and I'll say, hey, you, you know, you got to watch this. I feel compelled to tell someone else how great something was uh, and want to share, have them sh- share in that experience and then talk about it, right? You talked about this Woodstock. Um, I had no interest in any of the bands that were at Woodstock 99. Um, didn't care about it then. Don't care about it now. However, I love documentaries. Not so even Alanis like, Morissette? No, not even Alanis Morissette. So I watched right after we podcasted that afternoon. I sat down with the wife and we watched the Woodstock documentary on HBO Max. Right? Dang. Yeah, she sat through it as well. She did. On her phone. She was so disturbed by it do you see as what i I'm, was so disturbed do you by see where my shame comes from you told me ahead of time like hey you know they really paint the white cisgender males yeah, in oh this yeah. in this yeah and i and i guess documentary filmmaking is always geared toward it's 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 never in my opinion no. objective it's always subjective i don't care what document oh, documentarians sure. say that's for what sure. we're doing here right yeah but I feel like this was fair. Like even forensic I, files. I feel like as subjective. terrible as this, the optics are on this, I don't know how you could have, I don't know how it could have been spun any other way. Well, you could have been like, uh, you know, look how happy all these young white guys are. There's that. But you couldn't use any of the footage then because even they weren't happy. <laughs> no. I mean, we it, happy. just the destroying of the physical space, the, but the, I guess one thing that, that came out of it, I, I never knew. I had the, my parents had that like you know triple Woodstock album, yeah, uh, that everybody's heard before, and I remember listening to it for many many times, and thinking, wow, they got all these people together, and it was just peace and love. Yeah. Now, I don't think it really wasn't though. Now now looking back, they're like, it, nah, they like to suggest that it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't what ninety nine was. Yeah, yeah, they do but, they do a good job of showing that. Like back in the day, they're supposed to be all just like garland wreaths and. Wait, no, flower wreaths or whatever the hell, and, and dancing in the mud. But they show back, and they're like, oh, no, no, uh, some women got attacked in 69 also. But back then, I guess it was just like, that's going to happen. That's sort of, uh, you know, percentage. You just got to go with it. It wasn't 99, though. That was yeah. just that oh, was yeah. numbers. You get that many people involved, and there's going to be a little bit of ne'er-do-well. Well, I thought, I thought about Portland. You know, when, when they shut down the city and, and the Antifa yeah. people took What'd over, they call I was it? like, I don't remember. Travis the, the, or something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did they call I don't it? Remember. It's got its own name. Yeah, it did. I, now, I think it was I, called I Travis Barker. Uh, but I, I, my takeaway with the whole thing is, is just people are, are, are shit. Mm. It doesn't matter what music you listen to. Obviously, there was many, many different styles of music portrayed. And the idea is that you get everybody together, and that one at least is it's diverse, right? Because so normally it's like well, let's put a bunch of people on the bill that are like minded and have that same goal, and their audience has that same goal, yeah. and they you know Lilith Fair didn't have uh, Wu Tang Clan at it, right? No, well, I so whatever music is of that generation, that is what music you have to do, right? That's like you don't 
you don't force the uh, mood of it. Are you saying that's what you should do, or that's what the goal was? I'm saying that that's what the goal was. Like, you can't... So, if the music of that time, and if the kids of that time, the people of that time are kind of... If the if the mood is extra energy, maybe a little extra money, lack of respect, all that stuff, <laughs> uh, then that's what you're going to get. You can't just call it Woodstock and be like, it's going to be like that fun time we had, except for back then it was like, you know, bands playing long guitar solos and everybody... Like, the music fed that kind of attitude. You, nobody in their right mind could listen to Limp Biscuit and be like, we're all going to get together and have a good time. That's not what they want. That's right. not what the crowd wants. So don't get expected or don't get surprised when they're doing insane douchebaggery. Well, if if the original Woodstock is ground zero, right? They didn't know what was going to come of it until after it was all said and done and, and history determined what the name Woodstock was synonymous with. So th- those, those artists were singular in in their in their mindset right they all had the, the same basic uh goal and feeling about the world and to your point um i guess as time went on there's just so many so much more diversity in music to have a person like uh, alanis morissette on the same bill as limp biscuit yeah. or metallica um Dave Matthews. It, it's, it should be interesting and it should be like wow that's cool but i just don't think scratch that not i don't think it's proof positive that <laughs> some groups don't want to coexist. Some mindsets will never coexist. No. Um, and I, it definitely was a shot at the cisgender white male mm. that was of that, what, 18 to 22? Yeah, dude, I was 19 at the time, I think, so. But I, in my opinion, it was fair. It was a fair assessment of the, of the situation. Well, they didn't. They didn't green screen that footage. That's people were jumping around in, in rivers of turds. Well, now you you look at this whole Travis Scott issue and all these people that got hurt at his concert, and he's. I think I want to say there was like a, a an article in the paper that I saw that said him and Drake were looking at like two hundred and fifty billion dollars in lawsuits from fan you know concert goers. Okay, and it's like how it's no different than Fred Durst. I don't. And, I don't. I don't want to say it's not different because I don't know if they encouraged people to destroy uh, everything around them and beat the shit out of people that were standing next to him. Right. But uh, he sure he certainly did. And in that documentary, oh, he sure. was like, "Oh, I don't get it. Like, why are they blaming this on me?" It's like, dude. I mean, he still he was, swept, he was get swept it. up in the moment. I get it. Uh, and it, I also look at it. If I was in a band at that time, the bands that I was in, I would have been like, "Hey, you knew what you were getting into." It's not my job to be well, that's true. That's a, true. not who I am, right? People want to come because they want me to play break shit. Dude, Travis Scott's got the money, bro. He made $20 million from But isn't he also McDonald's with the Jenner, uh, one of the Jenners? Like Kylie Jenner is his girlfriend, isn't it? She's no like idea. the richest one of them all. I just know that they took a McDonald's meal and they put like barbecue sauce on it or something. And they called it a Travis Scott <laughs> Now, did meal. they cancel that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that good at news. But... He got twenty million dollars. So basically, going like, yeah, these are I like these. Um, I like this meal, but with barbecue sauce or, or whatever it is. Twenty million bucks, dude. They gave him to put his name on it. Yeah, it's a medium. It's a medium. Oh, all right. I'm just reading from the thing. Travis Scott's meal at McDonald's is a medium Sprite, a quarter pounder with bacon, and fries with barbecue sauce. Twenty million dollars. Dude, I'll do that, but just like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> to do it for $1 million. Or where you go to the pop machine and you take like a little bit of Orange Crush and a little bit of Diet Pepsi and then you get yeah. the bend. We should call that a suicide. <laughs> well. Yeah, they should do that. So, so 
Yeah, back to Trevor. I wa- no, I watched a documentary. I w- there was a one that I I watched a couple weeks before where I told everybody like, do not watch. Like I watched it for you. Don't watch it. Do you remember what it was? It was like a different uh, movie or documentary that was like this. Just made me feel bad. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Whatever it was, somebody will remember. But the point is, is this one made me feel even worse. It was a it was a dreary Sunday anyway. Um, I, I but still I haven't finished it. I, I wouldn't. literally haven't finished it. Again, I'm, going, I'm at the Fred Durst part, and I was just like, oh, I turned it, it off. It only gets worse, you know. Oh. Uh, but the best part is is when they show how they brought the police in. Uh, they brought the state police in at the end, and uh, it, they made a point to be like, hey, here's the police because it's white people basically just you know, saying, come on, bud, head on out. Oh, they, You know what I mean? Were, like I, the, the cops did not do... They didn't, even though these people were burning things down and all this stuff had happened, the police, according to the documentary, were very hands off. What are you going to do to a crowd that size? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's unfortunately, if you don't know, you don't know, right? So that's the easiest thing to say. Well, the optics are the police weren't there, you know, fighting. It's like there's probably how many state police were even in the area? How many people could you even conjure up to come there? Would it surprise you to know that I didn't even know the state police showed up? <laughs> no. I don't remember them coming. No. Not at all. Do you know how long you stayed? I mean, I stayed until it was like ash, you know, like everything. Because I lost my friend. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, That's terrible. I went R.I.P. With, yeah, I went with... No, he's, he's still around. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how. Dude, he's like a, a puppy that was born in a puddle of gasoline <laughs> in a in a junkyard. Uh, you can't you can't kill that dude. But I went with a friend of mine, and we got lost. We were running to see a show, and there was a group of people. Like, like day one, minute one? Mm, no, I think like day two, maybe. But it was... So a three-day thing, and I lost him for about a day and a half. There was a group of people and we were running because we're dumb and we were running and I went left around the group of people and he went right and I never saw him again. And I mean the group of people, I mean like 15 people. It wasn't like a C. Mm-hmm. Like we just went around a little group of people, lost him. So I didn't see him for days and I, I, I didn't see him during the riot and we met up after the riot and he was like, hey, look, look at all this stuff I got. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I didn't do any of that. I just sort of watched like, uh, do you remember that, um, you remember in... What was it? Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Luke gets his hand cut off, and he falls from the thing, and mm. they, they pick him up in that ship, and he, then later on, he takes a shower in the Bakta tank or whatever, and he's wearing a robe, and they're all standing there in like a a, like a, a panoramic shot, and it's like this moment. Um, that's what I did for the entire... I just... I didn't participate in any... I wasn't angry. I didn't steal nothing. I didn't burn nothing. I just walked around, and I would find like good vantage points, and I would just go, hmm. That's interesting. I would watch it like you watch a Bob Ross painting. Well, a couple I was just like look at that. That guy just that a couple scaffolding of people just fell on that dude. That were highlighted and interviewed during the documentary had that same story where it was like I I got separated from my people and turned around and uh, like a like a you know a five year old at a birthday party hitting a pinata. They put the mask on me. They spin me around five six times. I'm just I'm just swinging at everything and anything. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea where I'm supposed to go. So does that frighten you at any point like when the nights come and gone and you still haven't or are you just like oh that's clearly par for the course like i'll eventually because again you didn't have the ability to text him or or call him and say yeah, we'll no i didn't the- have a cell phone yeah i mean maybe some people did but i did it was the kind of that you'd buy like 60 minutes a month right. or something i forget how that worked but i didn't have a cell phone i couldn't call him no i just lost him so i walk around and i met some friends and i hung out you and, met uh, some new friends you made I met some new friends, friends. Yeah, yeah i met new friends i would just sit there and, and, and watch all the uh, chaos and i'd be like wow that's that's pretty wild and then somebody walk up and they go you see that and i go yeah let's hang out for a while like how much of that time did you spend watching the actual music like where you were like went well, up towards once the- things were burning there was no music is really 
Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, I, not not to my knowledge. Well, the I, documentary shows that there's somebody on stage. I don't remember who it was. While there's fires burning, they're like, "Holy crap! Look over there! There's fire!" I well, I remember watching um, and and still hating. I never liked the Chili Peppers, but they were up. Yeah, I think it was like Rage, maybe Rage Against the Machine, and then Chili Peppers were up, and they were playing "Light My Fire." Yeah, I think that's, that's right. That's, okay, this is all based on memory and rusty, dusty memory. Um, they were playing "Light My Fire," and I think they might have had socks on their junk or whatever. They did. And then, um, and then they, those socks. Were and no then while there. they were playing, while they were playing, that stuff started burning. And so, yeah, there was burning during the show, but maybe they closed the set out. Like maybe mm-hmm. they closed the night out. They were the the closers, but um. So once the music was done, then it went from a few fires to like, well, let's knock over all the food carts and let's take all the T-shirts we want. And then uh, let's watch that sound rigging fall on people. <laughs> I just keep remembering. I just remember that part going like, oh, my God, I don't think that guy's going to be OK. <laughs> there was some, And it was like, yeah, I guess I could have helped him. But it was like that Phil Collins song. And also there was just millions of people in the way between me and. Right, that guy, <laughs> and also you're, fine. you're good. Well, you know the documentary. The statute like, of limitations clearly up. The documentary would show like, okay, a lot of these people maybe had it coming. I'm guess, <laughs> and so there's probably an error that I probably saw some people get hurt and went like, well, don't climb on that thing because mm-hmm. that you could break your head if you fall. You know, so there's a bit of that. But no, yeah, I I remember I was not even a tiny bit like fearful ever. You would think so. I guess if you watch the footage, you go like, man, it looks crazy. No, I was just like, what? Nobody had any reason to do anything to me. Right. And I wasn't and, scared. And anyway. I don't know that anybody was necessarily doing anything to anyone else. Like as okay. far as yeah. other, no, I didn't feel you know like what I mean? It, it wasn't like sure. there was gangs of guys fighting other gangs of guys. No. Yeah. That would have been cooler if they were like <laughs> snapping and dancing like the jets and the sharks. Mm. That would have been. Probably had to have a different out. band up there on stage for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But so I guess that would, that would have been Sunday, right? That would have been like the last night because yeah. there was no more. I mean, obviously the show was over at that point. There was. So do you go to bed Sunday night and then no. leave Monday morning? Or are you just like, well, we should probably leave. And then just drive straight through. Oh no! Well, the right the the pro it's not a protest. Right? The chaos went on pretty much all night, and then uh, there was just was no going to bed. And I think I met up with my buddy. Eventually, did you recover your tent? Yeah, eventually I found the tent. It's hard to do at nighttime, man. It was really hard to do at night. That many people, and every tent looks the same. Was there ever any like if you leave your tent, you had to assume someone's just gonna take it and use it for their own right I did. what are they gonna take there was i don't yeah no i'm mean, like you go home and it's like you know three little bears you find somebody sleeping in your oh i should well i should have done that because there was a period probably like four in the morning or something five in the morning where i was super tired and all i wanted to do was sleep i actually tried to sleep under a car at one point in time <laughs> yeah i got i got a feeling of what it was like to be a, a homeless person for a little while because at this point i had lost all my new friends too so i was walking around looking for my tent and i couldn't find it i never it never occurred to me just take someone else's tent I could have taken a tent and slept in it, or I could have taken a tent and moved it and slept in it somewhere else. I feel... But yeah, I just never had... I slept under a truck for a while. I tried to. I laid there, and then I was like, you obviously can't sleep during a riot under a truck. I feel like for as... At least as grandiose as the documentary would have you believe this the situation was, I don't remember really hearing much about it, or... And, and probably at the time, like the, the days that followed, it was a big deal swept under the rug as far as i was concerned that that piece of history not having been physically there i was just like oh news to me yeah no idea i remembered as i was watching it oh i think i remember there was some hate toward fred durst some uh well-deserved hate for other things other than just him being him um you know from it you know potentially inciting or you know making a situation far worse and 
clearly having intent to do so. I can't believe. Um, but th- th- here's the thing: why is he? There's other guys in his band that were just as culpable. So why is he take all the heat? Well, he's the mouthpiece. Yeah, of course, he's the one saying like. What um, about the guy that's dressed as like break a, stuff, like a donkey skeleton? Oh, that's Wes Borland. Mm. Yeah, he has like a it's... like a Shriners hat on. I don't, I don't know what, what he was wearing. I don't know. Yeah, don't ask me to be a witness because if I to describe what that dude's got going on or what his intention is, I have no idea. Nobody that's knows. that's another thing weird about the new metal, the weird masks or or like the the theatrics from Insane Clown Posse, which I consider not new metal, but de- basically the, yeah. in that genre or then that same fan base of people that like this, like that. Uh, that dude. And then there's the is it no not corn what's the uh, slipknot but corn slipknot has masks but corn they would wear like a couple of them would wear like one piece like jumpsuits with big braids in their face so that was also like theatrical it was like, yeah they don't the, look the, normal Jonathan Davis had that weird microphone right that he took everywhere yeah what's the guy from Aliens the, uh, the there's a famous guy who made that for him I shouldn't know that yeah. but I'm a dork so he had a, a microphone made like in the shape of like a lady mm-hmm. but it's like an alien lady or something. it's the, whatever the the guy the artist who designed right. those gotcha. aliens yeah um. Yeah, well, uh, System of a Down used to do it, too. They used to wear, like, just weird, you know. Right. No, the eyeliner was a big thing, like, tons of it. There, there was no, like, I think with new Metal, there was a lot of spikes and there was a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. Just, you just put it on some way, some Marilyn Manson, obviously. That's another one, yeah. You know, so there was a lot. Of, I couldn't name them all, but it would just show what a, what, what a cisgender male I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just want to put a bow on but that. It was awful. I would tell people it is the most... Uh, slimy feeling documentary. It just left me feeling just terrible about the world, not about being a white male. So understand uh, that that's kind of the universe I lived in. And so 300 episodes of this podcast or whatever, when when I sort of explained having a, a sense of self-hatred and maybe like no self-esteem, it's if somebody all, said it's all ben, from being in that universe. If somebody said, Ben, describe yourself in two words, it better be Woodstock 99. <laughs> <laughs> it'll yeah it'll just be if woodstock stock. 99 was a person no not okay. me man no <laughs> heck no no i'm more 94 okay well whatever <laughs> hey um yeah my mom's friends getting catfished yeah i don't think i ever told you about it did i you showed me a picture of the catfish and suggested that it looked like a person we both know. Oh, but, that's but, right. But that's I did, right. I didn't get the story from you. So my mom's friend, she's a sweet lady, but she's an older lady. And uh, she, I hadn't seen her in years. And all of a sudden she shows about six months ago, never stop saying, I'm getting married. I'm getting married. It's the theme. Like you could be over there having coffee and she'd be like, this coffee tastes like the coffee that'll be at my wedding. Just <laughs> right. constantly. She's dro- and she's a sweet lady. She's dropping off, but she needs she's not well, right? She's been uh, dropping off stuff for my kids because they're supposed to be ring bearer and flower girl. I mean, like every week, dropping off envelopes with things like this is her thing. Do you remember? Um, oh gosh, what is that? That what is that movie where one of the Wayans brothers gets his arm chopped off and Jared Leto's in it? And what? <clears throat> yeah, dude. Uh, it's 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 on my top five list of movies that I never want to see again. Jennifer Connelly ends up like oh, becoming a, a a drug addict and like doing sex acts for stuff. Oh, uh, 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 Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. Thank you. It shouldn't have taken that long. Um, do you remember that lady that's like I'm going to be on television? Yes. I'm, this is that person. It's been like this is the singular thing. Well, she showed. Does me, your mom recognize this about this lady too? Yes. Okay. Yes, and w- everyone's like trying to help her, but. People like this, unless you unless you go full blown, which some of her family members have, 
unless you go just full blown, hey, this isn't real. Stop talking about it. We don't want to hear anything. My mom's too nice to do that. So what everybody does is they go like, hey, um, maybe you should ask some more questions. She's never spoken to this guy. She's never How seen old is him. this person? Is she like 40s to 50s, 50s to 60s? 60s, I think, yeah. 60s to 70s, somewhere in the middle uh, there. Uh, not 70s, I don't think. But I mean 60 to 70 age range, somewhere sure, in that. Sure, okay. that's fair. Yeah, but she's never spoken. Never spoken. You could be a, you could be a fake. Person. I'm just going to go out of like my a, way and uh-huh. say I feel like having been married for 21 years and having been together with my wife for like an additional three or four prior to that, it'd be nice to start at ground zero and not have any story, all those stories, especially if you're, you're, you have 65 years of life and this person doesn't know any of them. So if this was legitimate, that does sound nice, right? You know, never spoken of the person. I understand this is a catfish, but in my mind, sometimes I struggle uh, to even with my oldest friends, it's like, unless we go back and talk about those things that we did, Hey, remember that time? It's like, what else do we really have? Right. So imagine you or me who loves to tell stories, having 65 years of stories that this person has never heard. Oh my and God. only on our wedding night, will they be privy or be able to be privy to those stories? So that, you know, if that, if that's true, that's well, think about it. If like you were to date somebody new or whatever, think about how much material. Oh yeah. Like you're saying, like you have so much, like. Well, like the, you like you know you don't know what poo dollar is. Hang on, dude. How I much got time? Great vetted material, right? Oh, it's that's all been the, that's, yeah. That's like, the best part. You don't tell them any of the stuff you try on the podcast, but fell flat a <laughs> right, little bit. Right. You only save your good bits, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's what's been going on with her. And I remember she showed me a picture of this guy, and he's pretty handsome. He's like a mm. good looking, dude, and he probably looks like he's in his forties. Mm. And I remember we we're like, uh, okay, listen. Like if if she was in her forties, I would still be like, "This isn't real. You can't do that." So suppose so supposedly he's in uh, uh overseas, like Buenos Iraq, Aires, Iraq, or so, like somewhere like <laughs> oh, Middle he's East. in the military. Yeah, he's in the mm-hmm. military, but he's a, he's a surgeon or a doctor mm-hmm. because somebody overseas Googled what's a good job in America. The right. surgeon came up, so he's doing stuff over there. But but because of military rules, true patriots, he's not allowed to call. Mm-hmm. They have certain things, rules. They got a privacy stuff. Military he, people, we want to hear from you. He can he can WhatsApp nonstop, but he can't ever. Could you call. imagine getting deployed and then telling your wife like, "Yeah, I'd love to call you." Can't do it. Military rules. I'm going to start using that just for work. <laughs> right. I'm just going to start going. Hey, listen. I would. It would be nice if you could call me, but we have these rules at work. Right. Uh, I'll send you one picture of somebody else who's handsome. But I'm not, I'm not going to be able to call you at all. We, it's funny because years ago we did have a rule like that. Where When cell phones, like texting first became a thing, uh, I remember there was a mandate. It was like, hey, nobody's to have their cell phone operational during your, your work hours. Absolutely not. Oh, was- if somebody needs to get a hold of you, they can call here and then you'll be notified by, you know, somebody within the building will secretary will let you know <laughs> exactly give your wife a call. That, there was no exception it was like even if we find you're in possession of it and it's on you're you're in trouble damn yeah no kidding because people were abusing it it Do was such that- a new technology that like you everywhere you'd look there'd be somebody sitting there and just texting the entire day i'd like to <laughs> neglecting that was their before job. the war was lost right like the, right. they they protested for a while right. and after a while it's like we're never gonna win now it's you like- just see people with ring lights you know, making their their eyes uh, have the rings on them, and the, while they're doing their job, they they also are surrounded by good lighting, like professional lighting, just in case. <laughs> yeah, and giving tutorials on whatever they they might be doing. Oh my Atlanta! Yeah, I w- that would be nice to have that rule just in the house. Mm-hmm. 
Like the wife comes down and sits on the couch and you just go like, oh, it's um, between six and eight. We're not allowed to. Like a parking sign? and Not city. allowed to talk during those hours because uh, I don't want you to. And if there's two inches of snow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so I was trying to like be nice and just go, he has a tattoo on his, on his left forearm, if that can be believed. And so I was like, hey, um, what's that tattoo about? I'm trying to figure out ways to go like, where's he from? Mm-hmm. Let's get a name. Let's start Googling. Let's start investigating. And she, like a, like a tennis player, is just bopping everything back, you know? Be like, hey, uh, he, he, you say he's in Iraq, but he's drinking a Budweiser in his place. It's American beer. I mean, maybe they have that over there, but that's, you know, that's interesting. She's like, oh, nobody knows. Who could know? Like, well, you could ask him, or <laughs> what's that tattoo mean? Oh, you know, I forgot to ask. Okay. So I'd be maybe remiss in not asking in what way do they communicate through, I think, like, like a, WhatsApp or something, maybe? Okay. But, okay, so where do they meet? Through MySpace. Okay. No. What? <laughs> I don't know. I think you uh, got me. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They, like through a social media platform. I right? guess, dude. Okay. I guess. But it's been nonsense. She keeps coming by and bringing gifts. And at this point, I, I keep going. Okay, when is he going to start asking for money? Because that's the next mm-hmm. thing, right? He's going to go. Oh, I can't make it home. I'm a surgeon, and I'm not allowed to talk on the phone. Yet somehow, when I called United Airlines, it, there's just no planes, so I need a thousand dollars, and uh, or buy buy three iPhones, uh, activate them, and then send them over to me so I can communicate with you, because yeah. I don't have the money to have a phone. So if you buy an iPhone, you activate it and send it to me, then we could speak. We're not allowed to use money. We only use uh, what is that Visa gift cards? Mm-hmm. So buy like a <laughs> bunch of Visa gift cards and give me the numbers, then I can use that to then send you flowers. So that's been happening for months, and he was supposed to be home for Halloween, and would you believe it, he didn't make it. And then it's like, oh, Thanksgiving, we're all going to be together at Thanksgiving, he's going to come over, you're going to meet him. And at this point, um, 50% of me is like, I can't leave now, I got to see this to the end, I got to see what's up. And the other 50% is going, just stop all communication, just be like, when you're, when you're broken, we'll be here, we'll be here for you, you know. But a bunch of people were like, I'm not going to this wedding, it's not real, it's not real. And again, a big... Part of me goes, there's no way I'm missing this. <laughs> there is no way. Now, I won't enjoy. At least for the podcast. Dude, just for life, but also the podcast. Like, I don't I don't enjoy anyone's suffering. It's not like I want things to go poorly. But if you know they're going to go poorly, you know they are. Mm-hmm. You're just going to not see that? you just going to. Dude, if I go. What happens if. He, she's like, no, he'll be here. He's gonna fly in. I don't today. want to go to anybody's real wedding, but this I might, I might come out for. Better, right? Yeah. Better than like a real wedding yeah. is the worst, right? But you go yeah. to, yeah. I want it, dude. I'm now, th- what if it's? Uh, let me. You know her enough to to maybe guess. What if it ends up being like a five two Indian person? I mean, I'm just saying that because it's against the type yeah. you described. Like somebody completely. Does she still go through is with it and go? Well, that- love is love. I mean, uh, really, we. The words we communicated were what was important. It's what's in this person's heart. Mm-hmm. I only say that because you know I watch uh, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah. And one of the, uh, the, the the great stories that has been woven through the last three seasons is a story about this, an older lady about that age and this guy, Sumit, who is like this little Indian guy who was pretending to be a different Indian guy, uh, but he was like working at a call center and fell in love with this chick, and then finally he shows up, and he's like, well, this is me. And she's like, well, you're still good looking, so it's that's like, cool. Yeah, like you lied about a few things. They're still not married after all these seasons, but, you know, it's, 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 it's getting there. can't get it done? 
Uh, he was married, so he had to get divorced first. There's just a lot of moving parts. <laughs> ah, yes, but dude. I guess it was interesting to me that she was like, all that aside, uh, you still said the right things. Well, I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to find love. Everyone wants to feel validated. Everybody wants that person. And so it's very reasonable and expected for people to go, okay, I know a lot of this was false, but you want it so bad that mm-hmm. you start each each time you're disappointed, you lower the bar to what it has to be. So by the time Sumit's finally down or this guy, whatever, John, I think his name is or whatever. <laughs> okay. John Smith. Is right. that weird? Uh, by the time he gets there, like you go, okay, well, technically that's a male. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> right, that's right. enough. Like you just go like. It's better than what I had before. Yeah. It's, it's just so like, you know, uh, it's just so crazy. But I'm picturing myself. I, I, I wanted to jump ship, but now I can't. I'm like, I'm going to get a suit on and I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen to like, uh, what is the song? They always play? The, the orchestra. Here Comes the Bride? Mm, not that one. Uh, Pachelbel's uh, Canon? No, that's, I don't know. Maybe. The yeah. Bulls theme music from the 90s? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. No, it was uh, Break I Stuff st- by Limp Bizkit. I, it bothers me that they still do. I feel like that Bulls theme music should still just be played at every event because I talked about this years ago when I when I was a kid. Um, I think I was bar mitzvah. I was thirteen, so it was before the nineties. But like that, you know, the Bulls music I'm talking about, the oh, entrance music. What? It's a song. It's an actual song. Yeah. But nobody ever has listened to the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I felt like every bar mitzvah had that. Mine it's, did. It's not, like their version of Bob O'Reilly. It's like you know. Yeah, and, and and so that sort of like whenever I hear that music, I think of like weddings, uh, bar mitzvahs, just like cool in the gangs. Uh, uh, celebrate like right. those are synonymous right 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 but right. i feel like that that bulls theme music people need to bring that back because it just it evokes a visceral response from me where i just want to get up and do that montel williams who who mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? yeah it's great of course, of course not that stupid song they did on the office when uh pam and jim got married and everybody did their stupid dances which i don't remember which one yeah you if you heard it you'd know yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be here but uh okay. but you know what i mean that the bulls music again a- a- anything moving forward i my son's bar mitzvah, I wanted that. He opted for the uh, opening theme from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm when he walked in. Did he really? Yeah. Wait, no, I was well, I was there for the party. Yeah, then you should have heard it. Okay. When they announced him, you know, he came into the oh, uh, Curb yeah, yeah, Your yeah. Enthusiasm music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the Very name of that song. I'm trying to find the name of that song, but I'm not good at that. So I'm just thinking there is now, I want to go to this wedding more than any wedding mm-hmm. I've ever wanted to go to. In a lot of ways. Because I just... It's going to be like Woodstock 99. I'm just going to see chaos around me, and I'm just going to sit back there like Luke Skywalker in my robe. I'm going to put my arm around Leia, and I'm going to go watch this. You would out. hope that as she gets to the... I mean, okay, this is what doesn't make sense. It will never happen. And I hate I hate stepping in this story, but I have to say... What? You know. <laughs> what? In order to get married... When you get married, you go and you get your, your marriage license and your blood test prior to the actual wedding that's taking all I, that's place. That's all I ever did. So, I have a wedding. So there will be no walking down the aisle without those those instruments in place. So the, 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 the wedding day can't come. I mean, she, I guess she could not know that, but uh, there will be no nuptials because you're... Hey, people, you're technically... You're already married legally before you actually are married uh, in ceremony, right? Because the paperwork's already signed. It's at the clerk's office. I think they that. should do it after. What do you mean? Well, if the day doesn't go well, 
if the bride ends up becoming total bridezilla and just like, gosh, this is horrible, then the guy has one last chance to go like, you know what? Um, you do though, don't you, you have like an annulment? Uh, but I'm talking about like, this is for a party. Oh, gotcha. This is like when you walk up and they give you your diploma, but it's mm-hmm. not real. That's they give you the real one later after you clean trash for two weeks because right. you're in trouble at Morton High School. Mm-hmm. Is that just me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, then if the night goes smoothly. Now there's even more pressure to perform on the wedding night, right? Yeah. If everything doesn't go well, you can go, listen, it was a great party. And I'm not even saying it's all you. It's part of me too. But uh, I'm just going to keep the fake one. And uh, now I'm out. Well, I think as time goes on, you're, I would hope that you're going to see less weddings uh, in the way of a traditional <laughs> wedding. Okay. Like- I just feel like it's a, it, we've gotten to the point um I would not want to deprive my children of their opportunity to have a big wedding if they chose, but I'd definitely go out of my way to convince them uh, how it's completely unnecessary. And I feel the same way about college. So that, you know, I I come from a a different place and I'm not even, I, I, I would say that I'm, I'm, I would push the military uh, rather than college, but I don't even know about that. My, my thing is Mm. just, just get out there and start doing that. Just, 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 just start putting work in because um, I just feel like we, we're spinning our wheels. And, and a lot of the people that I know that are working in the industries they're working in, their degree got them, they got a bachelor's, which is what was required at the time. And now people are like, a bachelor's, that's like a, a high school. That's, that's like a, that's like a, you know, a, uh, that's like a GED. Yeah. And, and, and now you need to have a master's. If you don't have a master's, you're nothing. Right. You know, in people's eyes, like a bachelor's. You're almost embarrassed. It's like you saying you had an associate. Where'd you get a community college? <laughs> so, uh, but I feel like people figure out the job and then the employer's like, eh, it wasn't really that necessary uh, for you to have a bachelor's in this when you're not even doing that kind of work just right. to fulfill this checkbox so we can tell the business we only hire college-educated people. So what do you think people are going to start doing instead of a regular wedding? I would hope they would do either the, we just do all Las Vegas-style Elvis weddings or yeah. you know put in who you want if you want to do a, a David Hasselhoff or whoever it's going to be. Um, Gilbert Gottfried, that he's always looking for for a new way to uh, generate money. Uh, just, creative, just ways. themed parties. Super Dave, <clears throat> just the. Uh, that would be no, nice. I'm talking about you and a small group of your friends going or family going and having an, an intimate uh, Elvis style wedding, and then just moving on with your life. The idea that you spend, your parents spend, uh, you take out a loan of twenty to thirty thousand dollars, and I'm talking about a modest wedding of the middle class i'm not talking about these people that you know oh, spend he's, he's millions of hours right? on there. you're in for at least 20 30. let's just go it'll be at least 20 the bar mitzvah same thing i mean it's all about keeping up with the jonesbergs it's not about <laughs> you don't want to be the family that had some typically historically i think now in this day and age people are more comfortable with just being like yeah somebody at our temple did a food truck rodeo can't we just blame pinterest for this like i blame pinterest for everything but this is a good thing right because if you if you go and you do the food truck rodeo you know people aren't sitting at tables it's not that stuffy environment where the photographer comes around and goes you half the table stand up behind these people we need to get a picture of every table yeah and all that traditional stuff which people think they have to do because their parents did it and their parents would look down on them if they didn't make their grandchildren do it you know all that stuff needs to go by the wayside what about like in the early 1900s when people like were poor and they weren't able to have these big weddings they just had like a little party i don't know i still feel like those people were forced to go into major debt a lot of people go into major debt it was an option 
Yeah, I don't know. So we need to go back to that. Just be like, hey, we're just having a little, a little party. I, I, I do like the idea of celebrating. I, I don't, you know, the justice of the peace thing is a little too not, not, not enough pomp right. and circumstance right. for me. Yeah. But I think there, there's a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And, and I know my wife's on the same page. It's like, wouldn't you rather go and get get married at a, at a, a small thing that costs a couple hundred dollars, and then go to some awesome spend. The ten grand of that twenty grand on a on a badass honeymoon. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I I feel like we we're getting more and more sucked into the matrix to where people have really no interest in in meeting and greeting um, as time goes on. So I could see people having Zoom weddings. Just, I could see people having you know those. It's like, hey, here's a link to our wedding if you want to watch us at the altar. Because here, let's be real. I mean, how many people really want to go? And and watch people walk down the aisle and say their vows. Who who really wants to be there? I think I think well last one. Each of you need to ask yourself, no one else is around, you're listening to this in your headphones, Mm. but ask yourself, given the option, wouldn't you rather just if 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 it exists, go to the party? I mean, if you have to do something, then go to the party and then you have two hours to do whatever you're gonna do, three, four hours, and they're going and taking pictures. All that all that's just wasted time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen enough weddings. It's just more of the same. Um, and even to have your best man uh, record a speech and then maybe play it so he's not in the moment. I don't have to hear him, you know, getting nervous. <laughs> uh, just, just have it pre... And you could download it. Like, you could go to a website and look and say... None of this shit happens in real time. You oh, just go there like and a hyperlink. Like, you want, yeah. to see the, you want to see the best man speech. He didn't do here. it here. But he had time to put it together. We sent him to a, 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 you know, we made a home studio for him. We gave him a microphone. He mm-hmm. did it uh, perfectly. He cut it 16 times in Pro Tools and was able to yeah. to add some music so to since, it. And, since we've truncated this, what did we spend the time doing? Uh, eating and drinking and being merry. Yeah, that's, who, who's going to argue with I that? I mean, again, you're going to stop. We're, we're having a great time. I'm having a conversation with you at the at the table. And now it's like, hey, could, could everybody's attention come over here? The bride and groom are going to cut their cake. Who cares? What percentage of speeches at a wedding are dog shit? Every one. 100%? Except for the one I gave about I roasted my brother, <laughs> which he probably feels it was dog shit. No, uh, I feel like there is so much pressure to perform, and it's either people go one way or the other. You try to do, you try to write some jokes. They're never funny. Does it make me a narcissist um, that every time I watch someone give a speech, there's a part of me that goes, I would have done this better. I think everybody thinks you should okay, no different than walking, watch, wa- watching every dude that walks in a room and deciding in which order you will kill them. Yeah. Or every female wondering you, if, if they would sleep with me. I heard something that, uh, that really changed uh, my mindset about active listening in this seminar, uh, a zoom seminar, which was, you know, that you're actively listening, uh, when you are judging what is being said when you when you're making an internal judgment on the thing that the person's saying hmm. so if someone's Example, talking fred durst was really good at, at woodstock <laughs> yeah you should immediately be going no he's not good whether or not you choose to give that response back but, but now, if, you're, now you're spending time thinking of your thought not taking in what they're saying it it, it takes a, a, a millisecond i mean we're not talking about you going off and thinking about how you could make the speech well, better, what happens but, is i go like fred durst isn't that good i hate backwards hats <laughs> that's what's, your what's ADD? size hat am i 
Ugh, but, should right, I, but who looks good in a Should I buy hat, the hat to where it covers the tip of my ears or where it fits normally? Right. Or should I wear it on top of my head like a uh, Marine would wear in 1960? And if I'm a red hat, do I have to have a white tank top? And people mm. are going oh, to think I'm white trash anyway, but then I do. Yeah, that's... Do so you think, now I haven't listened to the past four sentences. Do you think the time uh, in 1999, did Kohl's sell... You know how they would sell the shirt with the tie in the package? Did they sell a the white tank top <laughs> shirt with a red cap like a, in, <laughs> encapsulated? Well, it's actually a t-shirt, but it's flesh colored except for... You know what I mean? Like yeah. how it looks like a tux. It'll just be like the arms are flesh colored, but there's a hey, drawing of a tank top. Hey, Spirit Halloween, get on this prepackaged Fred Durst costume. That's for sure. <laughs> get on that. Uh, no, so I, I just feel like the, all this traditional stuff, and, and I'm a nostalgic person, but I'm the first one to go like, I don't I, I, I don't want to feel compelled to invite somebody as, a, as the parent of a person getting wed. Oh, I need to invite this person because they're, they, they invited me to their kids' wet. I don't care. If well, you, it starts if, to get expensive for. It's expensive for the people throwing the party. It's expensive for the people going to the party. Like this is all like, hey, we're all just, just, just dumping all of our cash for what into, though? For what really? For an over fifty percent. But now you you're, you're living in a in a time where people don't want to go outside their house. Half the people they they cover up the excuse the the legitimate. I have anxiety. Is like, oh, I'd go out. COVID. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People keep saying we're in the middle mm-hmm. of a pandemic. It's like, are we in the middle? I don't know. It's always the middle. But it's an easy way for you to just go like, you understand. Like, I'd love to hang out with you. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. How, and we could draw that out forever. Saying we're in the middle of a pandemic is also the same as saying how kind and brave you are <laughs> for getting whatever shots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that a lot now. I feel like a jerk when I, when I think that. But it'd be like, hey, like, that was very, very kind of you to get the vaccine it's like what not the vaccine but like the new ones or you know the next and it's like i don't know just it just get it if you want but like it doesn't you know it doesn't it doesn't make you um yeah it doesn't make you mother Teresa. so this is still a good idea i guess this is why um one of the reasons i i enjoy if i have to go with a social media platform uh i i enjoy instagram more than facebook because all the goodwill, it just bothers me because I'm like, I know these people in real life and either I'm a really terrible person. There's probably a, an in-between here, but people just feel so compelled to not allow silence, even in even in a post. It's like, you'll yeah. scroll through, not me, but people will scroll through. They'll see that somebody made a post and there's been nobody that said anything. So they'll at least give the thumbs up or do the emoji even if it's like something you don't care about or they'll put like, oh, hey, kids are looking great. Like people just feel compelled to co-sign on other people's stuff just so they, I don't think it's about that person feeling better, but it's about you not wanting that, the other, the poster to feel bad. You should have more likes. I feel bad about this. So I'm gonna like it. Yeah. I just like, I often see these ones that are like, it, you know, if you have the courage to post, you know, we, I love America. Who else has the courage to post this in their timelines? Like, I don't care to. No, it's I mean, not dude, necessary. I made what I felt was a good written house joke. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I got enough likes. No, I was like mad. I was like, I just wanted to copy paste it, do it again, and be like, yeah. this time, like it more because it's that's, not going to happen. This is a good joke, dude. Uh, not that it's not, but I feel like I. Uh, how many times have we gone back on jokes with new audience, <laughs> and it's like there's just something. I think you just need to tweak it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, it could probably get punched up. I also feel like 
people are so afraid to put a thumbs up or a smiley face on anything because they don't want to be like team A or team B. Oh, dude, I was talking about this last night as far as social media. Twitter, you'd probably be more successful. Did you put it on Twitter too? No. Uh-uh. Okay, that's probably where you'd be more successful, right? Well, but then successful, who gives a shit? Right. Right. Well, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I even thought it. I was talking about this last night. I had a, I had a moment of social media growth mm-hmm. is what I thought it was. So there's a guy that I know on Twitter who I, I'm pretty sure I know. He's a good person, right? He's a, he's a good human being, but we differ on a lot of stuff uh, just sometimes, which is okay because when you hang out with somebody, it you, sh- is you shouldn't know. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't know every single opinion and it shouldn't get brought up. But they posted something about the Kenosha, whatever the hell, and, and I really disagreed with the way it was framed and it felt dishonest to me. So I, I didn't come at him crazy, but I said something. I go, well, you're looking at this wrong. Or I said whatever I said. And then within like three or four hours, I... I messaged him again, and I said, you know what, dude? This is my fault. I go, this is not the forum to discuss this. If we were in person, this would be difficult. Doing it with gotcha moments is mm. just, it, we all lose. We're all losers for this. I go, I hope you're doing okay, man. Um, my bad for even attempting. This was a stupid idea. Be well or whatever. <laughs> and I go, you know what? This was, it felt like growth. Because I wanted to just go like, well, yeah, dude, but you're missing this. And, and you didn't think about this. And then I, I took a step back, and I went, who cares? Because at the who end of the day- cares? You're never gonna. You're not gonna change his mind in the thread of a of a, of a Facebook where, he, where he's drawn a line, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is but not there because everybody's now. You've taken up the fight, and it's like well, I've I posted this. I'm not gonna tell everybody I was wrong on this platform. So there's just no room. It's just gonna be you know. It's difficult to walk on. around knowing somebody thinks something and you have strong opinions like why it's wrong, but you just gotta go like, hey. I feel like the most growth I've had. I would I would directly dedicate to podcasts because like long form podcasts and oh, listening yeah. to long form podcasts or even even uh audiobooks that's because, why i want to do a best man speech dude i'd kill it now because of the fact that i feel when you are a captive audience and you don't have the opportunity at your fingertips it's you're not looking at a thread or watching a video and having a comment section below it's like you're a captive audience and if you allow someone to get through um their point to make that larger point, you're like, okay, yeah, now I, I, because you can't interrupt, right? It's a pre-recorded. you could turn it off, but if you, I think most people, when you listen to anybody, you could, you, you could extrapolate something from it and go, I get where they're coming from. It may not be what I agree up my feeling, but it makes, it makes it a little easier for me to understand that it's okay for people to have, You'd have your opinion yeah. and me to have mine because it's just a discussion. And not only that, but you get someone's thought out, good, best version of their point. They but, go, this is the best way I can explain this to you. Instead of like like somebody going like, he brought guns across state line or whatever. And like, there's more to it. Right. If you had time, you could discuss why that was or was not okay or was or was not illegal. But that podcast. But these little snippets are no good. But that podcast episode ends, right? And then you look and you refresh and it's like, oh, there's been three more podcasts since then. The world kept on moving. That's true. No, nothing changed. Uh, as on, on the greater scheme of things, this person believed this at this one moment in time, and maybe they'll go back and listen to their, 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 their what they said, and they'll go, "Man, I, I should have been a little more nuanced." You know, I feel like I, I was painting with a broad brush, and that's what happens when you have long form conversations where there's not a peanut gallery around. And right. I think that's what makes listening to podcasts enjoyable. I know what it does for me is being a fly on the wall and saying, I don't, 
there's no pressure for me who's also sitting here to add something to the conversation so people don't think I'm a dumbass. I just get yeah. to hear both sides of this argument and then through that come up with take a piece of that, the what I like out of it and say, okay, you know what I mean? Because And then you formulate your own with that. If you ever go out and you're in a room with people like me or you who like to take over a conversation. What? Other people feel like, well, I don't want to just sit here for four hours and listen to these guys talk because, A, I don't want them to think I'm dumb and I, I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> right, so then right. they contribute something and it's like, we're having a conversation. It just, it, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel like a one-on-one conversation will always, always defeat a three-on-one, a four-on-one. We never did good with a third person. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> worked out. It did. Not their fault. No, we but we knew that we were at least almost uh, enough. We were mature enough, and I mean, after the fact, to not. (laughs) I think we we tried it a a couple of times, and (coughs) if you go back before you were even part of the podcast, it seemed to work better. Was being honest with multiple people, but it still those weren't good episodes. Yeah, but it still couldn't have lasted. (laughs) I look back and I saw the uh, the we didn't myself and Nick interviewed Chencho. Uh, yeah. my friend and, and uh, the guy who gives me all my tattoos, the owner uh, of 45th Street Tattoos in Griffith. And I think it's one of the most listened to episodes. And it's way, obviously way, way back. Um, and I, I I wanted to go back and listen to it and just say, just see how, how things have evolved, but I, I refuse to do so. That's I also tough. don't listen to podcasts where I am a guest on another one. I will not listen to it. Oh, really? So I find that funny when you hear actors say like, oh, well, I shouldn't say won't, but it definitely makes me feel uncomfortable because I am not at the control panel. I didn't get to edit it. I didn't get oh. to 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 keep yeah. the, the, the final editing process is always what kept me from doing a live. The idea of like, yeah. hey, let's do a live podcast. It's like there's just too much at stake. I've never been at the wheel or in control, so I don't. I'm fine. Being a counterpuncher doesn't matter. Edit it how you want. But I feel like there's been times where I, I, I save you from yourself and you're like, nah, I'm fine. And I'm like, yeah, but I think it's probably best if, if this gets removed or taken you're out. You're talking about the guy who said the wrong name of the band when he yeah. was on stage. So, you know, I, 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 that's Hello, something that's Hello, important. Uh, it's fine. Hey, um, I don't know if I ever talked about this before, but I was talking about with social media and stuff, how everyone puts filters and you can barely recognize the people and it gets crazy. Um, what about a pair of glasses that have filters built in? Is that a thing yet? Benevation. I don't know what that means. You mean like the like Google Glasses? Like Snapchat yeah, has like, like a, a thing Snapchat. where it makes you your face have no wrinkles or like yeah, like when you see a, a dude. A girl takes a selfie with a guy that you know, and they post it, and then you're like, well, that guy doesn't have elf ears and like <laughs> twinkling lights in his eyeballs. Like, that's weird. So the girl, you're so used to seeing it, but then the guy will look extra feminine because the filter mm. does the same thing. I thought about why not have glasses that have the filter built in. Now, you could change it. Maybe it comes with five or whatever, but then that would be good. Like, say you're with someone who you don't traditionally think is good looking, and you'd like them to be softer with their features. <laughs> So then you put these glasses on and you go like, like say you're on a blind date and you sit down and you go like, oof, uh, hang on, I can't see up close. And you put your glasses on and you go, all right, let's get some drinks flowing and let's do this. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a market for that. But I, I, I want to I point out 
there, one of my favorite episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm takes place during the season where Larry uh, is doing a live performance of the producers. He has been tapped <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. bait. And, and the, the idea of the season is, is the whole show, the producers are like, we're going to put this terrible musical together so we could stop doing this musical, right? And in this season of Curb, they pick Larry because they're like, he's so awful. Uh, Mel Brooks is like, this the show will tank. I've been I've been touring the show forever, and no one will ever want to talk about the producers again. But there's a scene where the pianist that they use is blind, and he's talking about he's like this you know just an old nebbishy dude <laughs> right, who's not right. not very good looking, and uh, I would say he's a hard four or whatever. But um, he tells Larry about the fact that he is dating a model, and again he's he's blind. And at some point, the, they introduce the actress who's playing this guy's quote-unquote model girlfriend, and Larry sees her, and she's anything but a model. And the guy says, Larry, this is my girlfriend, so-and-so. You know, she's a model. And now Larry can see her because he's not blind, right? But this guy's blind. So now he's in this situation where he feels a moral obligation to let this blind guy know Hey, she's not a model. Like, (laughs) why do you, the best part is she even has an annoying voice that no model would have. He just keeps saying like, she's good looking though, right? She's really good looking. And and so I don't want to derail your, your concept too much, but it it takes me back to this idea of like, this is where I guess you find someone with this beautiful heart and beautiful soul. And you're like, but they just don't do it for me in the physical realm. Yeah, Yeah. And so in order for me, who's so shallow, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to get past this, I have to, cause I thought, were you talking about a, a pair of glasses that would let you see someone's true humanity and, and that they would look different as a no, result of that, but that you're saying be, no. That would Every, be called shallow hell glasses. <laughs> everybody looks good with these glasses on. Yeah. I'm saying like, we get so used to seeing people with that filter that this is like a Black Mirror episode, right? Eventually, we will get tired of looking at people as they are because it's gross compared mm. to the filter. It's not as good. It's not as soft. It's not as whatever. Um, so eventually, we'll go, I'm, instead of just having to look at photos of you to see you the way I'm used to seeing you, I'd like to wear these dude contacts eventually, right? They I'm not that. a neuroscientist. Just, everyone will just look the way you're used to seeing them. I'm not a neuroscientist. However, I do listen to podcasts where they have neuroscientists on there, and I understand... Okay. Uh, the idea of these serotonin bursts and I under these highs and lows. And, and, and so what I'm telling you, uh, which you haven't thought about is the, this great benovation idea. However, mm. imagine that everyone in your world is beautiful when you're wearing these glasses, yes. except for you still remember what you look like. Uh, so you're walking around seeing a beautiful world and it can only make you feel self-conscious about what you, what you look like. But you look at, you look through the mirror and it doesn't you matter. Great. You, but th- yes. So that, that will sort of give you some perspective, but ultimately you're just looking at a beautiful world and understanding you have no place in it. You hmm. know what I mean? Like, because you, yes, you can look in a mirror. You could look, you could, you could put clown makeup on and look in a mirror and go, oh, I look like a clown. I know that's not real. You know, what's real. Okay. So okay. at the, <laughs> I think I would be the person that does that. I would be like, you know, you're a piece of shit underneath this filter for sure. I, I just feel like it, me. it It would definitely up the amount of people that were just miserable. But you're overestimating people's uh, ability to be shallow enough to not care. No, you're underestimating. I it. think I'm appropriately estimating. No, what I mean is 
we see these pictures on Instagram and we know that you don't look blurry faced with weird eyeballs mm-hmm. that look like anime. Mm-hmm. But people don't care. They do it anyway. I got friends that are females or people that I know that are females. I haven't seen them in real life forever. Every time you see them, there's that filter. Everyone knows that's not what you look like. But after a while, we don't care. Like, okay, when girls take the photos and they do the they do the pose. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows like it's the an butt effect. Yeah, the butt like you, you know the pose. You, yeah. you turn your side shoulder down, blah blah. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that that's is now an affect you're doing to look better, but we don't care. We decided we prefer it. Lip fillers, we know those are fake. The, the, when I do the Peloton, the girl I, that I ride my Peloton with, my friend, the instructor, I know she got lip fillers. Uh, nobody cares. Okay, but when you go uh, look, look at dude, we've decided oh sorry, but we've decided the Kardashians are what we like. Not me, but the royal. Right. One. We've decided it. So why would we not all de- also decide that we like to see fake things as well? Well, we- every quarter when you take your family to the beach or the woods to do your 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 annual uh, uh, pictures for, for I don't know why um, me you yeah you get outfits haircuts uh, so you put your best foot forward correct I mean so correct that's what we do in those moments. <laughs> do you, but that's do not- you think we should do the opposite? Would that be hilarious? No, but I, I feel like. That's the, when you say that. Well, a girl does this: you know, chin up, chest out, butt right, out, right? Um, and we just sort of understand that that's not real. But but why wouldn't you take a picture of your? Why would I take forty pictures? Not me, but I, in that idea, I would take you know as many pictures as I can because they're free, and you could delete them when if they're not you know to take up space. And just find the good one. Of course you're going to do that. First of all, I love the idea of family photos where people just look like shit. <laughs> I love the idea of like the kids are wearing mismatch everything and you're all just like, like well, nobody's smiling. You're just like, everybody just staring at a TV. I took fri- a Friday. I, t- <laughs> I took uh, the wife out for a date um, and wife. I said, I said, but I'm not dressing up. I'm not putting on a collared shirt. I, dr- I wore a collared shirt all week. I'm going to be wearing a bad religion t-shirt and uh, a hooded sweatshirt, a zip up hooded sweatshirt and uh, jeans. And that's what I'm dress wearing. dress up? Not really, but I mean more than me. But that's her. That's her prerogative. I'm just letting you know, like this is what I'm coming to the table with. You're yeah. not going to guilt me into dressing up. And we went to uh, Ramen District, which is a restaurant in Crown Point. Uh, solid. Oh, I saw. Solid. Uh, I saw a yeah adver- advertisement for that. Yeah, really, really good spot. And I tell you, I really appreciate it because I was sitting at the bar. We sat. I don't like sitting shoulder to shoulder. I, I don't like that. Like, oh, you can only get the bar. No, no, there was other places, but. The, there were a lot of the seats were close together with other people. Like mm. they, they, you didn't, it, you sat close enough to where I felt like you couldn't be free to have your conversation. That's how they do it in ramen restaurants. So we sat at the bar, which makes you ultimately even less free because the the bartender's making a drink like next to your food plate. Mm, um, like that, yeah. But the bartender kept. He's like, "Hey, do I know you from somewhere?" He kept asking me, and he's like, "Are you, he goes, I, I are you famous?" And I was like, well, I mean, five stars on this restaurant, right? Yeah. He didn't say what I was famous for, but he didn't say infamous either. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt like in any other, if that had been a first date, I mean, game, set, match, and maybe he got the impression that I was on a first date and he was trying to give me a, a one-up. I don't Somebody know. Somebody told me I looked like a country singer last night to one-up you, which isn't a good thing to, in my mind, but... I don't know what his name was. Some guys like, hey, you, you ever? Did anyone ever tell you you look like this? And clearly they didn't because you don't know his like, name. Nah, I don't know who that is. Mm. And I go, but get away. Hank from Williams me. Jr. Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> no, but to go back to my idea though. Yes. If you think that people wouldn't opt to see a better world at all times, even though it's fake, I well, that's what we do, right? You. We do. That's, do that. We're already doing it. I'm just taking it. Well, I'm saying, why bother having to go through your phone with it? I want it 
like contact lenses with a filter in, so I won't even know they're there. And I, everyone I see is better looking now. Do you remember when we had Vine? When Vine if I could get earplugs to make people talk about stuff I liked, <laughs> boy, now we're really getting somewhere. Do you remember when Vine was a thing? Yeah. Okay. And you look back and you're like, ah, Vine, I don't remember what it was, like a three-second video or something like that, or five-second video. It was it was yeah. very limited. And, yeah. and, and so basically, Vine is what TikTok. It became That's where TikTok. Amanda Cerny got her fame. Yes. So, but it, that became TikTok. And, and I was thinking the other day, I'm like, where are we going to be in five years from now? Like, what's going to be the next thing that everybody's addicted to and turn their their back on this other thing? Hmm. Where it's like, oh, well, now we have this new app that has, you do a, a five-minute video rather than you know, a bunch of three-minute videos. Dude, our know? attention spans are trash. I was watching. <laughs> I, I always I always get on, like, my nephews or other people about how they, like, can't sit still. I was trying to talk to my son yesterday, and it looked like those videos, TikTok videos, where they make fun of Gen Z. Mm-hmm. He was literally, like, walking in circles, moving his hands and looking. And I was like, dude, where are you, I go, where are you at right now, bro? He's like, what? No, I'm just... Like, he looked like he was on, like, five lines of Coke from the bathroom. And I was like, hey, I, I had to tell him. I go, hey, dude, do me a favor. Sit down. And he's like, what? I go, just sit down and sit there for a second. You're freaking me out. Like, and that's from that's from YouTube videos. He doesn't have TikTok. That's just from, they like those stupid memes. And everything is so short and fast. Mm-hmm. That's why TikTok's so great, right? Because it's like, you talked about yeah. it, like, dopamine, dopamine, serotonin. Like, so fast. Um I can't imagine that something longer would take hold. It's going to be shorter, even less than. I was watching a doc. I found a documentary, the guys from the band Pegboy. Uh, it was a fly fishing documentary. So, you know, they kind of talked about the music a little bit, but it was more about the fact that uh, two of the, the drummer and the singer um, and, a, and a friend of theirs like to I'd go rather watch and a fly, do fly fishing. Documentary. And it was <laughs> so relaxing. Because like these guys were going, I, I think they're in Wisconsin, this area in Wisconsin, and they would say like, "Hey, we'd literally get off of a tour, and then like the next morning we'd be in a car packed up, and we and it was just showing them like literally fly fishing, like videos that were taken there, and it was just so relaxing. It's like, do people actually do things like that anymore? Where it's like, I got to get away the hustle from the hustle and bustle, my wife, my kids, and I'm just gonna throw a fly." And I'm going to stand here for, you know, seven hours and just fly fish, catch a fish, throw it back or catch a fish big enough to eat right now. No, if you're particularly uh, uh, clairvoyant or something, then you'll have the Headspace app and you'll give yourself 10 minutes in your car. <laughs> that's like, that's like the new version of that. I don't know. It I feel like I'm very jealous for doing of, that. You know? Like I just, I had watched the first season of uh, Yellowstone. Um, I think maybe got into the middle of the second one. And I was just like, this is just another thing I can't, I cannot I'm not giving my time to this, so I opted out of it. I think maybe when I when I had COVID, I started watching it because I was a captive audience, and then I was like, man, whatever. I do that with new shows, and I just go, I'm just going to watch uh, Curb again. So <laughs> I to- my wife's like, oh, yeah, everyone's talking about Yellowstone everywhere right. I look. So I said, why don't you watch the first season without me? And then, because I've already watched it, I'm not sitting down and, and spending more time away from the wire. So you watch <laughs> that, and then when you're up to speed, we'll, we'll jump in at that point. And it's funny because clearly she had never seen it before. She, they show uh, it takes place in Montana, and they're showing this sprawling property that the Denton Ranch is. Is it like Legends of the Fall, but a show? Uh, no, I mean it's more contemporary than that. I don't. I mean that's obviously set in like the 1800s, right, or the early. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, is it as romantic? No. I'm so out. so I'm out. The idea is, or my point was, is she's watching this sprawling landscape, and she's like why don't we move there? And it's like, it's a little late for that. I, I you know, I mean, 
because we have we have to have insurance and uh they don't i don't know you know what kind of jobs exist there no we would just live on the ranch it's like you have to have money for that hmm. you you cannot just you're not you're not a, a homesteader you watch these alaskan outback shows and it's like you realize these people trap and eat skunks and they do whatever it takes and they make uh, preserves to eat over the winter time. Like, yes, there's a TV crew there, but like the real people who are homesteading, it's not, it's great when, it, when you can stand up and look, uh, watch drone footage of this sprawling landscape and animals. But like when you're really living there and you're, you're having to cook meth, I mean, are, is that what you want? Yeah. Would, would they cook meth on the show? No. Oh, no, what you, what but I think that's should. what I would have to do because I don't, I don't, I don't have any other, I don't have any other, uh, not that I have that, but oh, I can't even do chemistry. I think what I don't she even means- have that. Is I would like to vacation there. No, so she doesn't. Do that. She's like, we need, th- we all go through this. No, she doesn't like, know it, but that's what she means. This hustle and bustle, it needs to end, and we just need to opt for a simpler life. And it's like, I've been waiting for her to get to this point forever, but now I'm like, so I'm so pragmatic. I'm like, that's just stupid. That's stupid. We could never. I wanted her to have that notion years ago. And because I was like, I want to get like 10 acres and live near nobody. And, that's like is that, that I've never thought that. Yeah, I don't. I like to visit that. I like to go get my piece and then go back into the fishbowl. I don't because the minute I get off the plane, I'm worried about getting back on the plane, my car, getting back to the car. <laughs> uh, so it's just you no. Know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, but, but Brad Pitt's in it though, right? No, Kevin uh, Costner. I'm out again. That's a uh, the last generation's Brad Pitt. How about right? the dude from ET? Elliot. Yeah. No. Um, I uh, maybe he is in it. Is maybe, he? I don't know. He's in Legends of the Fall. Oh, oh no, he's not. There's another guy that looked like him. But not. All right. Which one of the uh, Quins is in it? None. All right. Well, that is episode two. What did you say? 298? 298. It is episode 298 of the Hit My Man podcast. Do you want to tell see... people why you keep doing Doomsday Counting? Because I expect to not have a podcast oh. in two more episodes. Uh, what, what, were you asking no, for your own edification or what? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't question you. I mean, I feel like we, we talk about it, but not really talk about it. Just one day it. it's going to be 300 and just, they won't be anymore. Yeah, because I know, Ben, you're always like, hey, you know, what about this for the 300th episode? And I'm like, yeah, no. I'm, we just keep on rolling as we're rolling. I'm not All doing right. anything special. I don't, I'm not dancing for anybody. Okay. Uh, but. I will tell you guys, this is all your fault. The lack of feedback uh, <laughs> has driven me to the point where I'm like, hey, is this thing on? Yeah. So if you guys, you ever seen uh, Break Into Electric Boogaloo where they're going to close down the rec center and so like all the big, you know, the fans and the people that love them come together and 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 try to raise the money to save this place and, yeah. we can, you know, make it a viable structure in order for breakdancing to thrive. You got two episodes, people. Yeah, you got two episodes. The fact that no one's done a bake sale is bullshit. Exactly. So your work's cut out for you. However you want to do that, do it. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Later. Later.